0: Hello, my dear beautiful souls. My name is Vasundhara Talwari. I'm a life coach, an international speaker, and a yogini. Blending in spirituality with modern living beautifully together to bring in powerful transformation in people's lives. Helping them in raising their standards, breaking their boundaries, decoding beliefs, overcoming fears, getting to know their core. And own their power leading them to live a more fulfilled abundant free and a peaceful life full of self-love that is yoga and I'm super excited to welcome you to my podcast channel the yoga life that's all heart mind body and soul the journey towards yoga The ultimate union with your own self. And today's podcast is about finding yourself. Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom, said Aristotle. The greatest and most important adventure of our lives is discovering who we really are. Isn't it? Yet, so many of us walk around either not really knowing or listening to this awful inner critique inside each one of us that gives us all the wrong ideas about ourselves. We mistakenly think of self-understanding as self-indulgence. And we carry on without asking the most important question we'll ever ask who am i who am i really hmm. as mary oliver puts it what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. I so relate to it. One wild and precious life. What do you want to make of it? Who are you in it? Finding yourself may sound like an inherently self-centered goal, isn't it? I get this question so many times from so many, almost all my clients. But, oh, if I think so much about myself and if I want to focus all my energies on myself first, won't I be judged as selfish? What will people think? But. It is actually an unselfish process. I tell them that when you find out what lies at the root of everything that you do in life, you will flow with such energy and love and compassion and understanding for every being, every creature, On this planet but you've got to focus on yourself first to feel all this for everyone for for people you don't know for creatures you've never come across for the whole world the entire planet the galaxy the universe you would want to give back when you full of that magic yourself and this magic will come only when you have discovered your own self. In order to be the most valuable person to the world around us, the best partner, parent, friend, employee, employer, citizen, countrymen, etc, 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 we have to first know who we are, what we value, and in effect what we have to offer. This personal journey is one every individual will benefit from taking. It is a process that involves breaking down, shedding layers that do not serve us in our lives and don't reflect who we really are. Yet, it also involves a tremendous act of building up, recognizing who we want to be and passionately going about fulfilling our unique destiny, whatever that may be. It's a matter of recognizing our personal power, yet being open and vulnerable to our experiences. It isn't something to fear or avoid berating ourselves along the way, but rather something to seek out with the curiosity and compassion we would have toward a fascinating new friend. With these principles in mind, I suggest the following few ways to finding yourself let's begin with the first one which is to make sense of your past the bygone is bygone I completely agree and adhere to that But it is always nice to throw some light on certain highlights from the past and understand how they are ruling your present and your future. Does that make sense? A lot of what we have gone through since childhood until now defines what we will attract in our life from this moment onwards. What have we made of those memories? What lessons have we learned? What stories have we built around those memories? In order to uncover who we are and why we act the way we do, we have to know our own story. Do you know your own story? What is your narrative? If you are asked why you are being the way you are being this way today What will your story be like? And why have you carried on with that story? Because story after all is a story in this present moment, isn't it? Being brave and willing to explore our past is an important stepping stone on the road to understanding ourselves and becoming who we want to be. The next step is to differentiate. It is the process of striving to develop a sense of ourselves as independent souls. In finding who you are, you can't be somebody else. Oh you never are. You are born unique. We all are. Each one of us is uniquely different, yet we want to be a mirror of somebody. We can always take inspiration from others, but we are different. In order to find ourselves and fulfill our unique destinies, we must identify this differentiating factor. We must differentiate from destructive interpersonal, familial, and societal influences that don't serve us. As a certain Dr. Firestone said, To lead a free life, a person must separate him or herself from negative imprinting and remain open and vulnerable. Open and vulnerable. Such a such a such a such a such a precious trait. Yet so rare. Nobody wants to be open and vulnerable. We all have our secrets. We all want to be safe from exposing them to the world so that we become the part of the world. So that we don't stand out. We don't express our unique experiences so that we are away from being judged. But that itself is the damaging aspect of not being open and vulnerable. So if you want to stand out and differentiate yourself yeah, and if you want to lead a free life, if freedom is one of your values, then walk on the path of being open and vulnerable. In Dr. Firestone's uh, Blog that I referred to while I was researching on how to find yourself and reading up some very interesting articles that popped up. Uh, He he has worked with hundreds of individuals struggling with this aspect of differentiating themselves, and he has come up with four essential steps of differentiation. I love them, and I'm going to include that uh, in here. Step number one is break with harmful internalized thought processes that is critical hostile attitudes towards self and others break free from them that's the first step towards differentiating yourself Step two separate from negative personality traits assimilated from one's parents Yeah, as we grew up, we watched, we heard, we observed and we learned. And soon enough, we were one of our parents, isn't it? So separate from negative personality traits that you have learned, which are not your own, that you learned from one of your parents. That's step number two. Step number three is relinquish patterns of defense formed as an adaptation to painful events in one's childhood. yeah if uh, one of your parents was aggressive, you learned either to be a rebel or you learned to become submissive. None of this is really you, is it? Third step is about relinquishing patterns of defense formed as an adaptation to painful events in your childhood. And the fourth step that he talks about is develop one's own values, ideals and beliefs rather than automatically accepting those one has grown up with. So what are your values? What do you value a lot in your life? Not something that is borrowed from your parents, your peers, your friends, your teachers, whoever else you look up to or have grown up with. What are your ideals? What are your beliefs? What do you stand for? the next one is about seeking meaning that is the third way of knowing yourself seek meaning like my favorite author victor frankl who's written man's search for meaning it is one of my top five books to read and to recommend he famously said life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only by lack of meaning and purpose. If you lack meaning and purpose in your life, life can become unbearable. Look at all the people who are in love with their life. They have tremendous purpose in their life. They have meaning. They have added that with great effort in their own lives. Frankl himself survived the most horrific of circumstances, living in a Nazi concentration camp. In many ways, his very survival dependent, depended on maintaining the sense of meaning. Like, why should I survive this concentration? People around him were dying or committing suicide, out of fear, out of no purpose, out of this hazy view of the future that they held in their lives and since they didn't have anything to do, they said, why live and gave up. In order to find ourselves, we must all seek out our own personal sense of purpose. For example, mine is to make spirituality sexy and self-love sacred. And this podcast is about self-love, which is about finding yourself. That's the most basic step anyone, everyone should be taking in order to love themselves And this is what keeps me going. This is what I wake up and this is what I can stay late for. Hmm. This means separating our own point of view from other people's expectations of us. It means asking ourselves what our values are, what truly matters to us, then following the principles we believe in. Studies have shown that the happiest people seek out meaning more than just pleasure and that people are generally happier when they have goals that extend beyond themselves. Finding yourself and your happiness is therefore a venture inextricably linking to finding meaning. The fourth point in finding yourself, or rather the fourth step, finding yourself is think about what you want there's a tendency in life to focus on the negative many of us fall too easily into victimized thoughts and complaints about our circumstances and surroundings rather than orienting ourselves toward positive goals strategies and solutions look around if if we are put in a let's say in a room full of people and left with no access to anything else eventually the people who got no purpose no sense of self will start complaining about the situation about how the others are not helping out or how the world is going down and how it's dark and gory and so and so forth these are the conversations you'll often hear more than what can be done what can be created what can be looked up to what can be learned from well this will happen only when you think about what you want this is the fourth step what is it you plan to do with your own wild and precious life (laughs) hmm the next step in your discovery phase is recognize your personal power. Many of us choose not to recognize it because we are all too scared to live that personal power. It's scary to let others see our personal power. It might intimate others, intimidate others. It might scare the other. It might distance us from our loved ones Uh, and there's so many fears that are around recognizing and living our personal power but you are doing a disservice by not living your personal power because you were gifted this when you were born And if you don't even recognize it, forget living it. It's such a waste of your wild and precious life, isn't it? Personal power is based on strength, confidence and competence that individuals gradually acquire in the course of their development. So your confidence, your strength, your competence is the basis but there is also something that you are gifted with as you were born Hence, recognizing and living it is your dharma as I say, it is your duty Go for it there's no looking back once you start living it because the others who you fear will leave you or be scared of you will be inspired to look for their personal power that's the power of you living in your power the next step here is find new ways of being rather than continue to do the same old things and expect to find new things about yourself Set yourself up for discovery success by trying to live your life in new and intentional ways. Be aware, plan, take charge, be your own boss. Be present when people talk to you. Be curious about what is around you. Ask yourself questions about why you are the way you are and be ready to be confronted by answers you might not like. It's all part of the growing process to help you find who you really are. Once you confront things you don't like about yourself, it is easier to point out the things you do like and focus on making them a part of your own new ways of being and in the end fully embracing your weaknesses and your strengths the weaknesses so that you can improve them, right? You can learn from them and uh, learn to grow the strengths and reduce your weaknesses and being honest about what they are will allow you to adjust your life, which will create opportunities for growth. And lastly, forgive your critical side yeah I often used to judge my body in such a harsh way like why are my thighs so fat? why are my hips so broad? Why is my chest underdeveloped and so on and so forth I would always often crib about all oh, like oh I don't look proportionate why don't I have a have an hourglass figure? And I would go to every trainer there was in the city asking, Oh, how can I reduce the hips? How can I reduce my thighs? And uh, they all spent huge amounts of time explaining to me that 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 was not going to happen because that's how my bone structure is. It took me a long time to embrace and start loving my body even as i say this i'm just holding myself or hugging myself for all the criticism that i have bestowed on my body which has served me so relentlessly and it still does such a thankless job it does 24 hours of the day and uh, (laughs) That was in the past that I criticised it, not anymore. But, forgive your critical side. If you wouldn't say it to a friend, don't say it to yourself, please. It's important that you let go of your critical side when you're looking for ways to live your best life. Critical moments or critical comments of yourself don't help you grow. It is different than critical reflection. Alright, so that reflection helps you look at what you can be better in, make yourself better in. Which is not critical at all, but exploratory. You can't grow from a place of hate. The day I drop my judgement against my body, I don't know, something magical happened. I just got the figure I so desired. <laughs> I'm in a great shape. I feel beautiful. I look beautiful, in my own eyes. I don't care about what others think and, and I guess that shows, um, that shows because many people have told me I look half my age, I still look like a teenager. Some say I look in my early twenties. And I'm almost 40 so so just imagine the kind of love that you give to your body it expresses it shows through it shines through find out who you are by being kind to yourself along the way be kind to your body gentle with your mind and patient with your heart stay true to your spirit cherish your soul and never doubt yourself Ah, you are still becoming my love and there is no one more deserving of the nurturing grace of your love. You, yourself, right? And serve others like Viktor Frankl mentioned in his book that having a greater purpose, a purpose that looks at serving someone beyond your own self, oh, that's magical. Even Mahatma Gandhi said that the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. There's certainly a place for introspection, but if we focus on ourselves too much, we can become self-centered. That's what the podcast began with, right? So, when you are exploring and finding yourself, do make sure that you are of value to someone else. Beyond you, beyond your family, beyond your loved ones. We can get lost in our own minds and our own problems, right? But when you forget about yourself and your problems and you focus on helping others, you gain a better perspective on life. Hmm, To finding yourself.